Marvel fans and welcome to another episode of Stand Up and Marvel. In today's episode, we are going back and talking about the first Doctor Strange movie in anticipation of the upcoming sequel coming out next month. It's been out for a long time, so we're not going to bother with the non-spoiler segment today. So with that, let's get into it. All right, so Doctor Strange. Tim, what did you think of the movie overall? uh overall i think it's one of the best marvel films that has come out um you know i have i have my favorites um doctor strange definitely makes it up on my top five um it's just a great movie and it's well put together uh the cast is extremely amazing and talented and it's just all around fun to watch everything you know uh just seeing how far we've come in the cinematic in the cinematic world with uh cgi and everything this like this movie took it to a whole new level oh yeah it was incredible cgi definitely a lot of uh inception vibes yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of inception vibes um yeah I, i ranked it very high as well i wouldn't say top five for me but it is definitely up there when we did our uh when mike and i did our ranking of all the uh marvel movies um there were like 45 or so in the list that we considered uh it was number 10 i think for me okay nine or ten um but i mean that's that's saying a lot it is very high for me as well yeah um i love benedict Cumberbatch. i've loved like everything that i've seen him in he's kind of typecast which is a little funny he always plays uh like an arrogant genius (laughs) basically (laughs) (laughs) i mean he was he played con in Star Trek, mm-hmm. right? And then he yep. was Sherlock Holmes, now Doctor Strange. They're all yep. super arrogant geniuses. I know, right? That, that other movie. Uh, Ego inflamed people. Yeah. Uh, the other movie about uh, the guy that invented the computer. I'm having trouble remembering, but he was in that one as well. He's also a genius. I, I don't know if he was quite as arrogant in that one. <laughs> but mm. Yeah, anyway. I don't think I saw that one. But yeah, he is very typecasted in um, in the movie world. You know, he's very he always gets those arrogant, you know, um, characters. But this one um, is where you get to see him actually start off like as an arrogant person and then kind of make the flip. So it's kind of nice to see him kind of realize that he's an arrogant person and kind of come to terms with that um i looked it up it's actually the imitation game so oh nice yeah part. yeah it's phenomenal i did that see well. that and i haven't seen it in a long time but he he was great in that <laughs> i'm also seeing uh i did not realize this um in the hobbit the desolation of smog apparently he was smog he was the voice of smog. I did not realize that. Yeah, he was the he was their dragon. Uh, fun funny. fact about that was like um, he wasn't just the voice. He provided a lot of the movement too. They put uh, yeah. those those movement sensors on his face, mm-hmm. and he, they put like the camera on the front of him. And he c- got down to the ground, and he started like moving like smog. So they kind of motion captured him. Okay. So I would love to was, see a clip of that. Oh, you can find it on YouTube. It's amazing. You can, and you can just see his face, you know, he's just so great. 
Yeah, he, he was uh, Smog, and he did a really great uh, role with providing the voice for Smog. It took me a while to figure that out, too. I, I actually had to go back and like read the cast list and go, wait, that was him? Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that he did the motion capture for Smog. He, he, uh, I didn't know this, but he apparently also did the motion capture for Dormammu. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that must so have that's been... a fun fact that I learned about. So that's basically him fighting himself. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's just like, <laughs> it's him working with himself. <laughs> yeah. um, a different actor provided the voice, but he did the actual motions. Right, so, right, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Sorry, I have the uh, the video playing on the side here of him doing the motion capture for Smelok. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's probably great. the funnest, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Just seeing him get really into it. He's like, you can see him make the faces and stuff too. It's like really funny. Oh, man. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll have to finish that later. So, amazing CGI. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, this movie introduced the mystic side of Marvel. Um, yeah. So it's our first view into that. It did a phenomenal job of introducing that and just telling us everything that they're, that they're about, and, you know, what they do to defend the earth against mystic threats and all that. It's just so cool. So well done. Um, right. I felt like yeah. the pacing was really good. Um, and uh, the casting was amazing. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to dislike a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch because <laughs> honestly, I kind of have a man crush on him. He's just oh, he's so good. And if you haven't seen the Sherlock Holmes TV series, watch it. Oh, it's I have. Amazing. I have, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the episodes are like hour and a half, two hours long, but it doesn't feel like it. Like it just right? flies by. It's such a good show. It is a very good show. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It's like... Um, with Doctor Strange, we get a little look into the mystic arts about the um, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything. I mean, we do get a little bit of touch of base of magic here and there with uh, Thor and, and everything like that, but they don't really explain where, like, how magic is used and everything while it's, in Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, Thor, though, it seems like the magic that they have there is different. Um, it is the magic it's, that you know the sorcerers on earth use right because like the sorcerers um on earth draw it from uh from different dimensions they draw in uh dimensional energy yeah uh to use their magic which was what i thought was awesome about it because it was just like um because like when you watch thor it's just like oh so how come their magic is different you know um it's it's very yeah. different. I mean, and, they're they're basically gods, and yeah, uh, I don't really know where the magic comes from because, like, even after Ragnarok, uh, when Asgard is destroyed, they still have their magic and their abilities, right? So it's right, not like yeah. that's the source of it. So, right, maybe it's just in their blood. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, they're gods. I mean, um, it kind of leads me to to that thing where it's just like even though Odin disappears in Thor Ragnarok maybe he's not actually gone maybe he's like the source of their power you know he lingers on providing them their power as they are as long as they stay a people yeah I don't know that up. Um, but yeah it's a very different type of magic and uh, mm -hmm. 
The other thing about Doctor Strange, uh, another first for this movie, this is the first actual mention of the multiverse mm. um, in the entire MCU. Um, so Tim and I were actually looking this up before we uh, started recording here. Uh, so there are a few movies that kind of sort of hint at the multiverse, but none of them flat out uh, state that the multiverse exists until Doctor Strange. Because uh, like in Thor, they talk about the nine realms. And uh, I think in the comics, the nine realms are technically nine different universes. And right. that's why Hela is saying like, you know, um, there's a lot more realms out there. There's literally an infinite number of them. She doesn't say that. Yeah, but... she, she said, yeah, she mentioned, she's like, uh, Odin only stopped at the nine when there are so many more to be conquered. And, and I thought that was an interesting view because I was like, oh, okay a little bloodthirsty um but yeah so i mean they don't actually call it universes there and uh you know thor doesn't even necessarily understand them to be different <laughs> universes i mean it's right. just like I mean... areas that are connected by the bifrost so um it's never flat out indicated there but I think those those are technically different universes they're talking about. And then right. Ant-Man, they have the quantum realm, um, which is technically, I, I don't, well, okay, I don't know what it technically is, but to me, it's it's kind of like a gateway. It's, it's a different universe, but it's not like a different universe in the multiverse sense. It's like kind of, it's kind of like limbo. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's kind of like an, a go-between place. Um, that you can go into there and then come out in different universes, which is how they end up time right. traveling. Right. It's like um, kind of like how Ant Man describes it. He's like, it's like a, well, he kind of describes it this way, like a highway. That if they were able to properly navigate through it, they could go to different universes or different time periods. You know. So. Um, oh. Yeah, so I mean, there are a couple references, kind of, sort of, to the multiverse, but none of them flat out say that it exists until Doctor Strange. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, this is the first movie that really, like, got people thinking about all the possibilities, everything that Marvel could do, and they're mm -hmm. doing it. Um, you know, with <laughs> yeah. Multiverse of Madness coming out next month. So yep. this is the movie that introduced it, and the sequel is where it's going to go, <laughs> where it's yeah. going to start getting crazy. Um so yeah, it was a it was a very big movie. It introduced a lot, and uh, it was really well done all the way through. It was very well done, um, but yeah, first mention of the multiverse. Even though we got small glimpses of the glimpses of it uh, in previous movies, like the Avengers, where Loki tore open the wormhole in the sky and everything. Um, and that was technically the same universe. I think. I think so. But yeah. I th the way they were talking about it, I'd have to go back and rewatch like towards the end of the movie because I don't remember exactly what they were, how they were describing it. I think they were kind of hinting that it was like a dark dimension, like another universe, but technically it was our universe. It was just a different part of the universe. Right. Um, but I thought, I thought somewhere in the Avengers, um, the doctor that works with, um, with Ant Man, he was talking about how they were working on something that might like a like might lead to different dimensions i don't know i would have to go back and watch it um but i thought he was working on a project at one point um which is why loki 
like recruited him because or like took over his mind because he had to oh, build yeah. the, he had that to build the, the thing to to rip first the Thor? wormhole. That was in the first Avengers. Like... So he had to yeah. he touched he touched him with the the staff, gained control of his mind, and then he helped build that that machine that ripped the wormhole in the sky. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I did forget about that. So I guess they did uh, kind of mention it there. Yeah, a little bit, but I don't know if they, they actually they mentioned, mentioned it as like, like a possibility, though. Yeah, like, they did. Like it was like not concrete. Thing. Yeah, it wasn't a concrete thing like where they're like, oh, there's infinite multiverses out there. Yeah. So, but then but with Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange, now we know they, certain. The things. ancient one just came out <laughs> so, yeah. and said, "There's the multiverse." <laughs> and in the comics, oh, yeah. um, there's like different levels of multiverse because there's the multiverse and the omniverse, and I think there's uh, even a different level outside of that. I don't quite remember. Yeah. Um, but the omniverse is like what includes everything, and then the multiverse is just a whole bunch of universes. Um, mm. So I don't know how they're doing it in the MCU. Uh, the way they've described it so far, it seems like they're just doing two levels, universe and multiverse. Yeah. Um, so it's a little unclear, but yeah, we'll see. What they we do might see the omniverse in um, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, maybe. You never know. This is your multiverse, and this is the <laughs> other, you know, infinite number of multiverses. Exactly. <laughs> in the omniverse. Yeah. Um. So we got a really cool fight scene. Well, I mean, a lot of really cool fight scenes, but there were a the, lot the of really fight. cool fight scenes in this movie. Yeah, the final boss scene um, is probably the most unique <laughs> fight scene, like final boss fight scene in any Marvel mm. movie to date. Um, just because it's, it's, you know, there was no actual fighting, <laughs> just <laughs> Doctor Strange just getting killed over and over and <laughs> refusing to uh to give in um and, just for yeah. the sake of the world yeah he was like he made like the self-sacrifice to just live forever uh getting killed over and over again in an infinite loop but what's really great about this movie uh and the boss fight scene is that this is a boss fight scene where i think it's the only one or the villain is convinced to just leave and not come back because he made the bargain saying i'll let you out of the loop as long as you take your servants with you uh stop the assault on my planet and leave and never come back and that's exactly what happens and i'm like wait so <laughs> he just left like <laughs> that's it uh, yeah. which I thought was funny because I was just like, wow, he, he defeated the guy by outwitting him and mm. and he was just like, just leave and I will leave you alone. He's like the annoying person, just like, just like, nope, nope, I can do this forever. It's all day. Yeah, yeah, it's like the cap. He, I wish he kind of stole the cap line where he's like, I could do this all day. <laughs> That would have been great. This opportunity. Oh, well. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure somebody's great. dubbed that fight scene with that line in there. I know. They probably put Steve point. Rogers' voice in there going, like, yeah. do this all day. 
which actually brings up a funny thing because like uh there was a fight like one of the fight scenes with the ancient one um where she actually throws a magic disc around kind of like cap's shield oh did she i think that's that yeah i uh, it was like it was like in the very big opening fight scene i think is um where where she's like going up against like nine of them or something like that and she makes the discs in her hands and she throws one of them and it like hits like five different people and then it comes back to her hand and i'm like oh that's like just like cat <laughs> yeah that's pretty great yeah um all right so how was this for you compared to other origin movies compared to other origin movies um I really liked it um, compared to other origin movies. Well, within the MCU. Within the MCU, so, yeah. Yeah. So we've got uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, uh, shoot, what else? Well, Hulk hasn't really had an origin. Yeah. Mm. Not in the MCU. He had, an, he had an origin outside of the MCU. Nobody wants to acknowledge that movie's existence. <laughs> Oh yeah, the first one. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that one. Uh, which is unfortunate because um, that one's the only one that has contains the origin story. We got uh, Hawkeye didn't have one. Black Widow now has an origin Black story. Black Widow has an origin story. Uh, um, Shang Chi. Shang Chi, he has one. Uh, Black Panther has an origin story. Ant Man has an origin story. Um, yeah. So, but out of yeah. all of them, um, this one's definitely up there for me. I mean, yeah, Iron Man's was awesome, and it's it's hard to like rank anything above that because it was just such a hot start to the MCU. It was. It was, and it was really. Um, it's just like it just pays homage to Tony Stark's genius that he can just create something in a cave like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if but, you would count the Avengers as an origin movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of was. Kinda for the whole team. Um but uh out of out of them all, it ranks pretty high there because um like I like Doctor Strange's origin story, uh, or the way they did his origin story in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, better than Captain America: The First Avenger. Even though I love Captain America: First Avenger, I just, I just can't, I still can't get over the whole C, uh, CGI Steve Rogers face on a tiny body. Love that movie so much, and that is the only hang-up I have about it as well. It's, it just really bothers me. It does not look like, good at uh, all. Oh, it's so cringy. I know. Um, but man, I, even with that, that was, uh, I think, rank 11 for me on my list. And this was rank 10. So they're very, very close for me. Even yeah, I would put this in my top 10 as far as origin stories. Top five overall and <laughs> top 10 origin stories. Well, yeah, I mean, some other origin stories um, are better. Um, it would probably be honestly number six on my 
for origin stories. Okay. So um, what are you ranking above that? Uh, so above that, obviously we got Iron Man. Uh, I love the Thor um, origin story and how they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther is one of my favorites um, just because they go back to like before uh, T'Challa and I thought that was pretty cool, you know. Um, I'd say it's probably number two for me. The only one that I would possibly put above it is Iron Man. Um, yeah. Possibly, but this honestly might even be number one. I'm kind of on the fence about that. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'm probably have to go back and watch a couple of these uh, movies over again to see if I if I would re- redo my list. Honestly, um, because after I rewatched this movie, it it was like this is really good, like really good. Yeah, lots of awesome scenes, and it's just so hard to overlook the CGI. It's just such a big part of the movie. It just really enhances it so much. Yeah, um, and, just, and the choreography yeah. and the fight scenes and everything. Just yeah. the, the combat style that was utilized because of um, because of all the like world bending <laughs> that they were doing. I know, right? Yeah. It's just so cool to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really solid. Um, yeah, I like the choreography, the everything that they did just flowed so well. Um so what was your funniest moment for the movie? Um my funniest moment. I've got one if you need a minute. No, no, I got it. Um it's uh it's after Doctor Strange gets kicked out and he's waiting outside for like all day trying to get back in. And they finally let him back in and they show him his room and he's like bed. He's like, you can meditate if you want. And then he's like, uh, he gives him a piece of paper that says Shambhala on it. And Dr. Strange goes, is this my mantra? And Mordo, uh, Modo, he goes, no, it's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages here. <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, that was good for sure. Um, my funniest moments was uh, at the very end of the movie, after Doctor Strange defeated Dormammu, um, and uh, then the uh, what were they called? Uh, the uh, al- the allies of Dormammu. Oh uh, yeah, villains. his his servants. Um, so Castilius and the others. Yeah, Castilius and the other two. I forget how they got. I forget up. the name of their group, but anyway. <laughs> um, so they were getting sucked in, and then uh, Doctor Strange joked that uh, they should have kept reading the book because they put the warnings after the spell, which is a reference to earlier. <laughs> oh, <movie>. yeah. <laughs> and it's the only time that Wong laughs in the entire yeah, movie. He just bursts out laughing, just like uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I, I, that was hilarious. That was pretty funny. And I actually noticed something about that. Or, realized something about that i guess um when he's laughing there i i take that moment after he defeated dormammu as the moment when he became sorcerer supreme technically he's not sorcerer supreme at that point and they do acknowledge no, that not. after the fact yeah but like... to me that's the moment when 
when he earned the title. So mm-hmm. if you think back to earlier when he was trying to get Wong to laugh in the library and Wong was telling him, uh, or he was, he was saying that, you know, people usually find me funny. And then Wong was like, oh, did they work for you? And then <laughs> Steven just <laughs> refuses to acknowledge that. And then we have this moment at the end, the first time that Wong laughs, right after, again, in my mind, when he becomes Sorcerer Supreme, which and now he, I would say he Wong works for him. <laughs> <laughs> that is ironic and funny. Yeah. I thought that, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but <laughs> I know funny. that. Another one was uh, where he's a, uh, he calls him Beyonce, and then the next thing, <laughs> next scene is he's listening to Beyonce on an iPod. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, all right. So, who's your favorite character? My favorite character. For me, it's um, definitely Doctor Strange. But again, I have a man crush. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to get over. I'm gonna say Doctor Strange as well. Um, but. My favorite character is probably an inanimate object, and I'm gonna say the cape, the cl- uh, the cape of levitation. That is a good character. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> well, it's not an inanimate object; it just can't well, speak. Yeah, it can't. It can't <laughs> speak. It's it's an animate. It's actually animated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like, when he's in the hospital, and he puts the <laughs> the cape back on. And the cave starts like trying to wipe away his his blood on his cheeks. He's just like, stop it! <laughs> it's just I'm just like, oh, the cape is concerned for him. Yeah, there are a lot of great moments in the movie with that cape. Yeah, That's there a was. Good pick. That's a good pick. It was. I was just like, um, like he gets Doctor Strange gets stabbed. The the cape is just like, oh, I guess I'm gonna fight this dude now. And he just wraps himself around the dude's head and just keeps him at bay. Yeah, and just keeps slamming his head in the floor. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like when Doctor Strange is like focusing to make the portal, you just see him like bashing his head in the background on the ground. Pretty great character. Oh yeah, yeah, solid. Makes that scene in What If uh, even more sad. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think yeah. I saw it. Oh, did you not? It's the Doctor Strange episode. Did you not see that one? No, I don't think I did. Okay. So I'll there was a, a, well, spoiler, I guess. But Okay, go ahead. The series is kind of old at this point. Well, yeah, about eight or nine months ago, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the evil Doctor Strange and the good Doctor Strange were fighting each other. And the evil Doctor Strange had, like, a different cape that he got from basically an insect from another dimension. And uh, the two Doctor Stranges were fighting each other, and the two capes were fighting each other. And then at one point, the evil Doctor Strange destroyed the Cape of Levitation. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just sad. It was sad. I was like, ah, not the Cape of Levitation. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, that is sad. Yeah. But now I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> These things happen. Technically, it's not our universe. It's a different universe, so it's okay. Oh, that's true. There's another cape out there somewhere. There's an infinite number of capes out there somewhere. There are an infinite number of capes. <laughs> um, so a close second for me was uh, Ancient One. She's yeah. pretty great. She was pretty great. Um, Hilda like, Swinton. And I'm glad we yeah. got her back in uh, Endgame. She I know, that was here, great. 
got her back in Endgame, and then we got her back again in What If. So mm-hmm. might might get her again. I mean, an infinite number of her out there somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> um, as she, yeah, I mean, like, uh, just because she she couldn't see beyond her her own death in that universe doesn't mean that she doesn't exist in other u- universes. She has to. Yep. Very possible, um, but she is just all around great, especially when she's like explaining everything to Doctor Strange and yep. everything. Um, I love where she's like, "Open your eye," and he goes through that entire tormenting experience. Yeah, and then he comes back. He's like, "He's like, what is in that tea?" And she's like, "Just tea, maybe some honey." He's like, "LSD." <laughs> this she's like, "That's just like oh, just tea." Uh, uh, at the end of that whole sequence uh, when he comes out and he's just freaking out and she just looks at him like have you seen that in the gift shop oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I forgot I about that characters. got a lot of great lines and yeah she's she does. the choreography in her fight scenes is awesome she does a great job with all that and you know like like you said she does a really good job of explaining the multiverse which is really complex topic but she does a really good job explaining it um and i just i don't know i just i love the way that she carries herself um just her her like calm demeanor and being uh you know so intimidating at the same time it's just i don't know it just works so well right what i really love about her character is that she knows everything that's gonna happen when it comes to Doctor Strange at least for the most part um, like up and she knows what he's destined for because if we refer to um, Endgame when she gets comes back um, she talks to Bruce Banner and she says well Doctor Strange is was to be the best of us yeah so she and knew it made that she knew right away kicked him out of the sanctum centorum yeah so um, she, when he's like teach me she like says no and then um yeah it's completely messing with him because she knows who he yeah because she knows she's gonna teach him because he he has to become sorcerer supreme yeah. and it's just like she's just toying with him at this point right and I then like, it's all part of his journey and she knows it so she she knows yeah she and Odo comes in as she's like looking through the the star the universe and everything he's like Tried to convince her, saying we could use someone like Doctor Strange in our ranks and everything, and she's like, she's like looking at him and telling him all the reasons not to, but she's like, yeah, I'm gonna let him in anyway. I know I'm gonna let him in. Oh um, so yeah, that's why I really like her character. Oh yeah, definitely solid, solid performance all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely hope we'll get some more of her. I wonder, because we haven't seen her at all, I don't think, in uh, any of the trailers for Multiverse of Madness. I didn't a possibility. see anything for her. Um, although, uh, referring back to that one, What If episode, um, Ancient One was in that, and she was explaining everything that was happening. Um, I guess, if you haven't seen the episode, basically, uh, it's Doctor Strange from another universe, and in that universe, instead of losing his hand, uh, his hands, he loses, um, what's her name, uh, Dr. Dr. Christine Palmer, uh, you know, his, uh, 
could have been love of his life. Um, so he loses her instead of his hands, and that's what drives him to be Doctor Strange in that universe. But it works very differently uh, this time because he, instead of trying to bring his hands back, he tries to bring her back. And uh, every time oh. he tries to bring her back, she just dies in a different way. And it's just, there's just this endless loop of him going back, trying to fix it and failing. And then mm. um, he just keeps traveling back in time over and over to try to do it. And then the ancient one appears and tells him that it's a fixed point in time, that uh, it's something that he can't fix because it's necessary to drive him to become uh, the Sorcerer Supreme. And if she doesn't right. die, it's not going to happen. And then he's like, no, I, I don't care what you say. I'm going to make it happen. So then he ends up like um, going to the lost library of uh Oh, what's his name? Castrilioso. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Cag Cagliostro. So he goes to the Lost Library of Cagliostro and then he starts getting more and more power and, you know, uses magic to keep himself alive. So he's just like in the library getting um, access to beings from other dimensions. Um, and he like starts absorbing them to get their power. So he just becomes super powerful with all these powers of all these uh, interdimensional beings from uh, all across the multiverse. And he's there for hundreds of years, I want to say. I don't remember exactly how oh, wow. long. And it doesn't take him very long each time to like kill one of the beings and absorb it, like a few seconds. So, <laughs> you know, if he's doing that the whole time, he could have absorbed, you know, millions of <laughs> right? interdimensional yeah. beings. So um, anyway, so he was there uh, and uh, I, I, I kind of went overboard with the explanation there because I really just wanted to bring that up to uh, explain like the, the fixed point in time that, uh, that the ancient one was talking about there. Mm. So maybe the fixed point in time for her is her death across the multiverse. So maybe she had to die at that time in every single universe that she exists in. Like she can't go past that point anywhere. So maybe, maybe that's the case with her. Um, yeah. Since she was like, I mean, cause she was basically looking in all the different universes to see all the different outcomes, to learn the future. Right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, like, wasn't able to see past that. So if, if Dr. Strange can do it in Endgame, I'm pretty sure she could have done it at any point in time. Right. I, she I said, mean, she's doing the same thing that he did in endgame well i mean technically yeah. he was doing the same thing that she's doing now <laughs> yeah because like uh when she astral projects herself onto that balcony before she actually dies uh she said that she's looked at that moment countless times and she can never see past it so that leads me to believe that she's looked at it in so many different universes and none of them have you can see past in any of them so that's got to be like a fixed point in time her death yeah. was necessary so, yeah she has to die for him to become sorcerer supreme mm -hmm. and um and yeah that that's interesting yeah the fixed point in time right i mean the way that it worked in uh the what if episode it was just a fixed point in time in that universe not all universes so it would be a little bit mm. different here but it would be kind of consistent with uh with the logic from that episode so maybe that's what they yeah. were going for i don't know possibly but interesting to think about yeah definitely all right so easter eggs um i <laughs> will be honest i didn't really find any <laughs> when i was going through so i looked up several 
<laughs> I only I only found one, uh, and I actually had to go back and watch the scene over again to make sure that I, I picked up on it. So I will say all of mine were uh, from ScreenRant.com. So I will put the link to this in the description for anybody that wants to take a look. Um, nice. Do you want to go first or? Sure. So um, the one that I noticed was uh, early on in the film. It's actually before he actually gets into, like right before he gets into his car accident. Um, so it's fun. And it's kind of builds to his, like his arrogance level too, because like he's, on a way to give us uh, some kind of medical speech uh, that he's being honored at or something like that. And he's in the car and like he has somebody from like the hospital or something that's just giving him options. Like, what do you want to work on next? And he's just going through all these, this list of things. And one of them happens to be a 35 year old uh, Colonel who was just injured in some kind of test armor incident and i was like so five-year-old air force colonel yeah air force fine and some kind yeah, of some, experimental armor yeah so, and some, yep. some kind of experimental armor and i i was like thinking about it i was like wait a minute let me go back and listen to that again i was like okay okay and i actually had to after i recognized it i was like that can't be roadie that can't be roadie and then I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, Civil Civil War came out before um, Dr. Strange. So he had a chance to <laughs> help Rhodey yeah. recover, but he <laughs> didn't take it. <laughs> I know, I mean, like, yeah. it's like, who could have done a better job? Well, actually, Tony Stark did a better job and he built him legs. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, that was the first one on my list here. That yeah, that was the only one I picked up on though. Yeah, um, there were not a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, I guess so. There, there are a lot of things that uh, that I found in this list that I wouldn't necessarily say are Easter egg. It's just backstory on characters that appeared in the movie. So mm. it's kind of a stretch calling some of these Easter eggs. Um, so I'm not going to go through all of them. But uh, in that same scene uh, where he's in the car getting the list of the patients that he could help. Um, there's another patient that's mentioned, a 22-year-old schizophrenic patient um, that has uh, a chip in her head that's uh, supposed to be like combating the schizophrenia, and um, mm -hmm. she was hit with an electric shock or something. Uh, so she like struck by lightning or something. Something like that. Some some form of electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I read that was supposedly a reference to Typhoid Mary. Um, so technically, she doesn't suffer from schizophrenia. It's a dissociative personality disorder, but um, they're kind of similar enough that you know we could justifiably, you know, MCU could just change up Typhoid Mary a little bit. And mm. um, I, I kind of didn't do further research on this than I should have because <laughs> Typhoid Mary did actually appear in uh, Iron Fist and I don't know uh, which disorder they ended up assigning to her in that show. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, th I think that was a reference to Typhoid Mary. Uh, that's what they claimed. It, it makes sense. It could not be because again, it's not the same disorder, but it's similar enough that, that it could be. 
Um, right. And that was actually before Iron Fist came out, uh, shortly before Iron Fist came out. Um, so yeah, it definitely could have been a reference to Typhoid Mary, um, which is if that was the case and, you know, they knew that Typhoid Mary was going to appear in Iron Fist, then, you know, that was an indication that they were planning on merging the uh, Netflix shows and the MCU mm. at some point, you know, but I don't know if that's actually intentional or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's interesting. It um, is interesting. And then you mentioned the Wi-Fi password Shambhala. So that's yeah. actually uh, where the Ancient One uh, hails from. Oh. And uh, there's, you know, that some big sense. events that have happened there in Shambhala. Uh, one notable event uh, was that, I uh, didn't actually write this down, just come from memory, but Doctor Strange was basically faced with the choice of um, helping uh, advance... Um, all of humanity or something like that or i don't remember exactly um making improvements in the universe essentially but to do so a uh, significant portion of humankind would have to die for it or something like that um mm. so you know he ended up passing on that because he didn't want to kill okay. off a bunch of people for it but yeah so that happened in shambhala um and then there was a reference to the staff of the Living Tribunal, and that's when uh, wow. Mordo was training Doctor Strange, and he was talking to him about how, how all these weapons are infused with the mystical energies. Um, right. And one of them is the staff of the Living Tribunal, and the Living Tribunal um, is an embodiment of the multiverse itself. Um, it's like a three-headed celestial type being um hmm. and yeah so you know we could be seeing more references to uh the living tribunal in multiverse of madness um That'd be i haven't cool. seen anything in the trailer yeah, so far I haven't seen that i recall but yeah so more multiverse stuff there um and then we got the book of kegler illustro mm -hmm. and um so that's come up a couple times now and uh So Cagliostro, uh, he's got a really cool backstory. I'm not going to go into it because it would, it would take a while, but he, he's done some pretty wild stuff. And uh, we haven't seen him yet. There have just been references to him. And in What If, uh, the guy that was at the Lost Library of Cagliostro, um, just kind of you know, watching the place, taking care of it, uh, was Obeng. And um, so we, we still don't really know what happened to Kegler Show? I, I think they might have mentioned that he died, but you have to take that with a grain of salt because when somebody's dead and you know any kind of superhero franchise, that doesn't necessarily mean they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the multiverse. Exactly. Um, but one one cool thing about Kegler Show, he did study the Darkhold at one point, and um, that was introduced in uh, WandaVision. So since the Darkhold is here and they've been referencing Kegler Show multiple times um you know and what if and dr strange um i don't remember if they referenced him any other places but uh we could be seeing him they, at some I think point they referenced him in shield agents of shield yeah i think you're right i remember hearing the name in agents of shield but that was a while ago but. yeah um all right so 
at one point um, when they were at one of the uh, one of the sanctums, uh, I don't remember which one, um, there was the staff of one uh, that was shown. Uh, it's basically a staff with a, a circle at the top. Like it's, it's just like an open circle at the top. Um, mm. So that staff belongs to Tina Minoru. And uh, she eventually, like in, in the comics, she eventually became evil and the staff was passed on to her daughter, Nico. And uh, she joined The Runaways, which is a show on Hulu. Yeah, I heard about the, the Runaways. And the interesting thing about the staff, uh, so the way it works, it can perform any spell at a spoken word. Um, but once that spell is uttered and performed, it can never be used again. Um, oh. But, you know, that kind of gives you the idea of how powerful it is. Like, there's like literally anything you can think of you can do with that, but you can only do it once. Um, and I wonder uh, if that was in um, the Hong Kong Sanctum. Um, yeah, I think it was Hong Kong. When Wong is there and he's like, choose, choose your relics wisely or choose your weapons wisely. No one gets in here. Yeah, I think that's uh, where it was. Because right. the only other one was um, New York. New York, but I didn't. I don't remember seeing it there. And yeah, then I think there was, it was London, and I and London was destroyed. Mm -hmm. Um. So in the comics, Dormammu was uh, terrified of the staff, justifiably so. Um, so if if whoever was wielding that staff actually made it into the battle, uh, you know, Doctor Strange wouldn't have even been needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right. A couple others. Uh, so the Mindless Ones. So that's the name of these interdimensional beings that uh, Dormammu, when he encountered them, uh, he put them behind a mystical barrier. And uh, if you watch, uh, sorry, they're called zealots. That's that's the word oh, I was yeah, thinking of zealots. before. The the main villain group, <laughs> zealots. Uh, so when they are being like brought into the dark dimension and they're like kind of peeling away and their skin is like burning off or yeah, they just whatever. turn into like these dark. Yeah, so they're these like purple eyes, all black uh, humanoid creatures uh, with with a like a single. Uh, glowing purple eye mm -hmm. or red um anyway One so that's uh th those are mindless ones so they're being like transformed into mindless ones so they're just going to be oh. used as uh you know part of dormammu's army basically <laughs> cannon so, fodder <laughs> yeah so supposedly they're really really powerful um so you know, he could unleash them and they could do a lot of damage. Uh, they're a little bit different from the ones in the comic because uh, the comics, because the the mindless ones in the comic are like very Hulk like they're, they're very big and beefy. Um, mm. So maybe that was just the beginning of their transformation. Not really clear. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually need to go back and rewatch the latest trailer um, for uh, or the final trailer. For multiverse of madness because i think there was a mindless one in one of the one of the scenes there hmm. so 
Let me go back and look at that. Interesting. Um, and it was, from what I remember, I could be, could be remembering wrong here, but I think it was uh, a lot more like the version from the comics, like very big and muscular. Mm. Um, I wonder if that's um, like becoming a mindless one is what um, um, what's his name? Um, Cassilius uh, was talking about how it's like it, when we all become part of uh, Dormammu's uh, dimension and everything, we become immortal. There's no time, there's no death or anything. But, you know, you become a mindless one, <laughs> and that's why. Right, and I think that, I mean, that's kind of what Doctor Strange was alluding to, like, he should have read past the spell. Yeah, yeah, he's like, like, uh, like, when he shows up again, he's just like, um, he's like, you're going to get everything you ever wanted. You're just not going to like it. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think that's what he was referring to, or at least he didn't realize that's what he was referring to. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like irony right there. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you get you get to live forever, but you know you you lose your sense of who you are and you turn into a mindless one. Yep. So that's... Go back and see. I want to say it was just for like a couple of frames. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I see it now. Um, I don't think it's a mindless one now that I'm looking at it again. Uh, it is very big and Hulk-like, and it's pretty much black all over, but it's got two eyes instead of one glowing eye, which is a little bit different. So I don't, I don't think it's actually a mindless one. <laughs> and if it was, that would mean that Dormammu is probably in the movie or at least referenced in the movie. And there's, there's another interdimensional being that they're fighting in the movie, so it wouldn't really make sense to bring him right. in. So that's probably not what it is, but... Um, if you look at the new final trailer, uh, it's at 218, see the video, but mm. anyway, I don't think that's actually my last one now that I'm seeing it again. Um, right. so then at the end of the movie, uh, Mordo, Mordo, who has been talking about the natural order the whole time, that's kind of his, his deal. Like he doesn't. You know, he's very adamant about, uh, you know, no matter what they do to protect the earth, uh, they can't break the natural order. And, you know, he gets mad at Doctor Strange about bending time because that's, you know, going to mess with things and eventually it's going to come back to bite them and all that. And, right. you know, There's a that's, price to pay for all of it. Yeah. And that's an indication of him going from hero to villain, just like in the comics. Mm. And then there's the end credit scene. <laughs> he just, he doesn't kill the guy. But he cripples him and yeah, he takes know, the face to black. So he could have killed him off screen. But um could have. I mean, his yeah. only like his new mission though is just to get rid of as many sorcerers right. out there as he can. So he doesn't necessarily mean need to kill them. He just needs to take the magic that resides within them. But it's, it's kind of interesting. It's just like, did he have this? He had to have, I think when he left um, Doctor Strange and everything, I have a feeling like he went back into the library and must have taken some things because if he had that ability this whole time, 
Like he probably could have stopped Doctor Strange by using that ability before he can even do anything. Uh, but I feel like he had to have learned that somewhere because somewhere outside of the Sanctum Centaurum. Right. But or he could have taken one of he could have taken yeah, he could have gone to like the ruins of the London Sanctum and see if there's anything there. Or maybe he found the lost library of Cagliaro. That's that too. It's just like because like when he when he meets him, he's like, I've been out, he's like, I've been um separate from uh like the order of sorcerers, whatever they call themselves. Um and for a few months now. And he's like, I've been reflecting, and he's just like, I came to a conclusion and everything like this. And then all of a sudden you see him just suck the magic out of the dude and he's now crippled again. And I'm just like, where do you learn that neat move? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of wonder. Speaking of Pangborn, um, I would love to see his story about how uh, how he ended up fixing his back. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they don't really go back cool. into that. Um, I want to say that would be a good Marvel one shot, but that wouldn't be long enough, really. Right. <laughs> Well, it's like he's really... talking about all these places he went to and studied to try to expand his mind, and then finally he found Camartage. So I'd like to see that whole journey. That'd be pretty cool. That would have been. It would have been great if he was explaining as he was explaining it to Doctor Strange. They did like a flashback, showing it happen. Yeah, at the very um, least. At the very least, so we can kind of understand, like, oh, okay. But then that kind of would have given away some of the mystery as to what Doctor Strange has to go through. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that fact, um, you know, um, because, and it's, it's kind of odd uh, because by the time that the ancient one dies she reveals to him exactly how he can go about getting his hands back and but at the very end of the movie like when he's back in the new york sanctum and he's at the big window with the symbol in it and he's putting his watch on you can see that his hands still tremor a little bit so he hasn't really fixed his hands yet i'm just like you know what to do (laughs) why didn't you do it I mean, he's been busy. <laughs> he has been busy. He has a lot to do now. Yeah. yeah I was but thinking I, about that because I, I assume that um, he kind of just fixed his hands off screen, right? Like in between yeah. Doctor Strange and Infinity War. I think, I think that was the next time we saw him. Uh, um, no, we saw him next in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, Thor Ragnarok, yeah, briefly. Briefly, um, yeah. But he had actually, he had gloves on. He had the Doctor Strange gloves on at that point, which is the only time we've actually seen him with those gloves on, which was weird. It didn't really make any sense because like um, when we see him again in Endgame and Infinity War, he doesn't have the gloves on at all. Yeah. So it kind of raises a question as to why they gave him the gloves in, in Thor Ragnarok. I Maybe mean, it to is. just give us like a transition because like in this movie he doesn't have his gloves on, his hands are badly damaged and then the next time we see him he's got the gloves on and then the next time we see him his hands are totally fine. So maybe that's just yeah, their maybe, way of like maybe he just not wanting to... to explain the process. <laughs> yeah, right. 
maybe so uh, uh but i just that was just something that i always thought was odd because in in between the films that was like the only chance you see him with dr strange yellow gloves on yeah i did not notice that that's interesting yeah it was really interesting for me at least i was just like hmm He's got gloves. Now he doesn't have gloves. <laughs> but yeah, um, Doctor Strange, just a great movie. Yeah. Uh, great overall. Everything that they did in it was just great. Uh, I really love like when he goes to the hospital and he's getting uh, Christine to help him stay alive after being stabbed and he astral projects into the surgery. He's like, into the ER. he's like yeah, he just pops and he goes a little higher. And she's like, what am I looking out? (laughs) It was was just so good. I mean, I don't think they could have done a better job with that movie. Oh, yeah. Really solid. Um, All right. Uh, Well, that's all I had. Anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, Not much. Um, Well, one thing I noticed. Uh, the voice of Dormammu was not actually credited credited in IMDb as far as I could find. Um, oh, really? Jonathan Adams did the voice. Interesting. So. Interesting. Um, unfortunate to see. I was reading uh, a little bit a while, um, like a couple days ago, and I was kind of wondering, like trying to dive a little bit into each kind of main character's background a little bit um and I, I don't know why this didn't come to mind earlier but um apparently Wong is the son of the master who doesn't have a hand yeah I read that too and I was like I was like huh interesting I didn't know that sorcerers can be born into <laughs> the group um yeah it's strange and I think I, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, Master something or other. Uh, yeah. Um, but like she, I think the, I heard he took over as Sorcerer Supreme once in the comics. I when think, the Ancient One was like incapacitated or something. Doesn't he take over uh, for uh, where they train? Uh, what's the place that he they they train at? Camartage. Uh, doesn't I think he takes over as um, I mean, the master he, of Kamartage. I mean, he like shows he's like, Doctor he, Strange like how to do it, you know, without a hand. of limitations. Yeah, he was just like, uh, but he did the whole training montage. No, he didn't do the whole training montage, but like, um, it was interesting because he does. He's like very close to the ancient one, like almost as if he's like this her second in command or something like that because yeah. <clears throat> uh, it was comatage i looked it up yeah because like in the in the beginning like when he gets there in comatage uh and he walks in the room there he is and he's sitting there and he's referring to him as the ancient one and he just gets up and walks out and he's just like he's like um and then um and then the ancient one just goes you're welcome as she's pouring tea and everything i thought that was pretty funny because he's just sitting there reading a book um 
Master Hamir, that was his name. Uh, yeah, when he was showing him how to do it without the, with the one hand, because she's like, it's not about your hands. <laughs> um, which he kind of like um, finally got that into, like through to him at her death scene where she was just like, he's like, with all your genius, you still can't see the basic understanding of everything. And he's like, and what is that? And she's like, it's not about you. <laughs> and he's just like, oh. <laughs> like, you see that realization on his face. He's like, I get it now. So. We were talking yeah. about Master Amir. Uh, I did actually find one interesting fact, not about this movie, but about the MCU, um, just because there is, you know, kind of a joking reference to him. Uh, because he doesn't have any hands and supposedly in uh, phase two of the MCU every single movie uh, somebody loses a hand <laughs> and uh, that was in reference to Star Wars so I thought that was pretty cool that is pretty funny but yeah I gotta I go it back that is true it's it's hardest to find it in Ant-Man every other movie it's pretty obvious when it happens but Ant-Man it's hard to find, but it's right at the end when Yellow Jacket is defeated, when he starts like imploding in on himself, his his hand is the first, or his entire arm is the first thing that just like disappears. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, but in every other movie, it's pretty obvious. That was the only one that they were like really sneaky about it. <laughs> mm, yeah. Actually, in this movie, um, when the zealots get absorbed into... Uh, Dormandu into his uh, dark dimension. Um, Cassilius's hand is the first thing to go to when he starts to break down, his body starts to break down. Because yeah. he looks down yeah. and his hand's starting to crumble and he's like, what's happening? And he's just like, you're getting everything you ever wanted. Yep. Yeah, so that's interesting. I gotta go back and uh, find out where those hand things happen again. It's, I can't remember them all off the top of my head. But that that would be fun to see again. Play right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every hand. Uh, let's see. So phase two. So Iron Man three, um, towards the end of the movie, uh, with the the like boss, the final boss that he was fighting up against, uh, when he was in his like um, uh, I don't know lava form or whatever whatever you want to call it. Oh uh, uh, yeah. At one point he like swung his arm at Tony Stark and uh then uh he held up like a, a blade and that just like cut off his arm. Oh yeah. So there's that one. And then Thor the Dark World. Uh, again, this was towards the end of the movie. Um when uh they were on like the Dark Elves planet and um Thor and Loki were kind of putting on a show and pretending to fight each other. Uh when Thor like threw his hammer and was calling it back to him, Loki cut off his hand. Uh, but that was just an illusion. He didn't actually do it, but uh, that was the moment I... there. And then Captain America, Winter Soldier. Um, Winter Soldier. <laughs> was... I mean, that's barely <laughs> obviously that one. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, towards the beginning of the movie, when they were trying to capture Quill, um, Gamora chopped off Groot's arm. Right, but it grew back. But it did. Still, yeah. Still, she did. And then uh, Age of Ultron, 
um, when uh, Ultron was talking with uh, the, the black market dealer. Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that was providing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I completely forget his name. Yeah, yeah it's like um, on the tip of my tongue, but but anyway uh claude? they have what's up ulysses claude was that, that sounds right yeah that sounds it was right. he was played by andy circus right uh yeah i think so yeah yep okay. uh but anyway so they're having a dispute and uh uh Clow ends up uh saying like you know you're one of iron man's machines or whatever and then you know ultron gets really mad about that and just rips his arm off <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's like, ooh, ooh, sorry about that. That's going to grow back. That'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. I got to go back so that's and all watch, of them. watch all these. I got to go yeah. back and rewatch all of these. Those are just great scenes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I rewatched every MCU movie recently. Oh, when yeah. Our, uh, when I did our ranking of every movie. Uh, that's fair. That is fair. I would have done the same thing. I mean, why not? When you have an excuse to watch all the all these movies, all these incredible movies. They are incredible. Got to do it. Except for the Sony Spider-Man movies. But... Yeah, there's exceptions. <laughs> there are exceptions. But those were near the bottom of our list. So. All, all the Disney-owned Marvel movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, but yeah. Um, I can't wait for Multiverse of Madness. It's going to be an epic. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's just, oh, I can't believe it's like two weeks from this Friday. You and I are going many? to see it. Two weeks from this Friday. Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's coming up quick. Oh, yeah. I should just take two weeks off from work <laughs> in anticipation to this. Tim, why'd you take two weeks off from work? Coma for two weeks and then just go. <laughs> I'm just gonna Strange. watch every single MCU movie until <laughs> Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I joke about that, but that that reminds me of an episode of South Park. Did you watch oh, yeah. a lot of South Park? I used to, yeah, but uh, recently <laughs> I've watched a, a good amount of it. Um, so there was an episode. It was actually a two-parter, two or three. I think it was a two-part episode. Um, where Cartman is really excited for the Nintendo Wii to come out, and he's just like oh, way, yeah. way too anxious about it, and he's just like pacing out the outside of the store, going, "Come on, come on, come on!" <laughs> he just cannot wait. I so remember that. Yeah, his genius idea is to freeze himself. So yep. then Butters takes him into the mountain. He gets frozen there, and then he wakes up thousands of years in the future, where the technology is so advanced that even if he could find a Nintendo Wii, he can't even get it to work on any of the like TVs that they have. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, doesn't he eventually find one? But they tell him he yeah. can't use it, and he's just like, yeah. no, no, this can't be. <laughs> <laughs> so then he calls himself from the past and he's like dude i know what you're thinking but please just please wait out the two weeks yeah it's not, it's not worth it uh i completely forgot about that episode uh, that's a good one yeah so far it's such a solid show um honestly yeah. i had there there have been a lot of like off seasons recently and they they started doing like the specials and stuff and i, I really haven't been happy with the direction they've taken the last like I don't know, six, seven years, however long it's been, but for such a long time, it was such an amazing show for at least like yeah. the first 15, 16 seasons. It was incredible. Yeah, because um, you know, 
They can they, get away with some, anything. Yeah. They've had some great episodes here and there since then, but the first like 15, 16 seasons were amazing. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people give it a hard time because of you know potty humor and all the, and all that, but it's actually a really clever show. And a lot of the a lot of the jokes they make are based in in actual like fact and you know they do research on no, stuff. No, that's actually yeah, that's yeah. true. It's just like when they when they make the when they make the jokes, uh, there's like you're like, wow, I never thought about that, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like man. Yeah, like they did an episode about uh, Mormons, which was yep. you know. Obviously, it was bending the truth a little bit, but it was largely based in like the actual beliefs of Mormons. And then they did an episode yeah. on Scientology, same thing. They exaggerated. I remember that episode. <laughs> I remember that episode quite yeah. well. Like it's, uh, it's such such an awesome show. People don't give it, it enough is. credit. People that hate on the show just really haven't given it a chance. Like, it's, no, that's true because like it's actually show. funny that you mention it because like. Uh, my brother and I will mention South Park every now and again. And like, um, my mom hated that show. She like hated that show, but she's like, like now the newer episodes and stuff like that, that are out. And like, so we would, we play like small clips of it. Like there was one, I think where there was just about like, um, New Yorkers or something like that come into South Park and they like only have a certain, certain, words that they say is <laughs> just they keep repeating them over and over again oh it's not didn't that just come out like a couple weeks ago yeah yeah my brother had mentioned it though he was just like yeah. and he's just like uh he's like all they do is just like they say these same words over and over again and my, he plays a clip for my mom and my mom's just like okay yeah. that's that's funny <laughs> it was pretty funny yeah that was one of the few episodes in recent years that i've really liked so yeah it's like they it's they got a bunch of hit or miss stuff with me over the most recent years mm-hmm. but yeah back in the day it was just like one episode after the next after the next it was just, just hilarious so non-stop they did have a dud every now and then like mm-hmm. the uh the episode i think it was called more crap <laughs> literally <laughs> just shows about poop the entire episode and then at the end of the episode um they flashed like emmy nominated series on the screen or something or no they yep. were doing like like throughout the episode like when all these potty jokes were going on they kept like flashing yep. emmy nominated series across the screen <laughs> just uh just yeah, having I fun remember with that. it i mean uh, that, that is not one of those episodes to show people to show how amazing the show is but it's still funny that's in a ego very right different there. Kind, yeah that's in a very ego different right kind there. of way just like it's like you're watching this episode about poop, but guess what? <laughs> We're an Emmy nominated show. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, one of the episodes that you really need to show people would be like the World of Warcraft episode, the Scientology episode, the Mormon episode. And they actually, the Mormon episode was so good that they actually made a play about it. Book of Mormon. Mm, yeah. Which, yep. uh, it has nothing to do with the episode but no it has nothing to do with the episode yeah, but like based my on the mom, religion just like this just like the episode yeah my mom was like telling me because she was like oh i'm gonna go see the book of mormon in jacksonville florida um and she goes and she sees it she's like i had no idea that the book of mormon was written by the same people who do south park i was like i knew that that's why i thought it was it would be a hilarious show yeah i've seen it three times and i want to go oh, see yeah? it again so good i haven't seen it once yet i really want oh, to see man. it though so i mean it's it's I still around you'll, you'll i know have I, chances 
Yeah, I know. I'm just waiting for my right opportunity to go see it. Yeah, highly recommend it. If anybody listening hasn't seen it, Book of Mormon, check oh, it out man. when you get a chance. So good. Yeah, so good. And if you like it and you haven't seen South Park yet, watch South Park. Yeah. <laughs> and again, <laughs> there are some episodes that are hit or, hit or miss, but yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, first 15, 16 seasons are amazing. Um, it might, might be a little bit less than that. It might be like 13, 14. I don't remember exactly when it started going downhill, yeah. but it was in the teens somewhere. Yeah, somewhere around there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, they've had some good episodes since then. And mm-hmm. I'm optimistic, and I heard they like signed an agreement with, I don't remember which service it was, but one of the streaming services, they signed an agreement with them for a whole bunch of episodes and several movies, which is awesome, because they haven't had a movie since their first movie, which was like season four or something. Oh, I don't remember exactly what it was. Bigger, bigger longer, and uncut. Yeah. yeah, it was such a long time ago. They haven't had an actual movie since then. They've had a lot of like three-parter, yeah, um, yeah, series, uh, which they like you know do a DVD release of those, and it's kind of considered a movie. And those yeah. have been pretty much all of those have been awesome. They did the Black Friday series. They did the Imagination Land series, and <laughs> I love the Imagination Land. <laughs> so good. Uh, and now I'm going to go back and rewatch South Park because it's been <laughs> way too long. Oh my God, it's Man Bear Pig. <laughs> we have oh, to nuke man. our imagination. The puns in that <laughs> series. Oh my gosh, it's just relentless, those puns. <laughs> the, uh, the results of this will be unimaginable. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, relentless with the terrible puns. As a dad, I love all the dad jokes. I love puns. <laughs> I make puns at so work good. all the time, and people are just like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go work remote full time." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you won't get my puns then." And then I just type them in in our Microsoft Teams chat and just, like, "Hey, here Can't you go." Away. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Um. I just post pu- uh, puns and memes like first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh man! All right, well that was a fun South Park tangent. Mm. I haven't I haven't talked about South Park in a long time, so that was that was awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. All right. Anyway, um, I think we'll call it a wrap here, and uh, go to our outro real quick. So thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us. We love Marvel, so we could do this all day. But for now, we're going to call it a wrap. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to drop us a like, rate us, follow us, all that good stuff. You can find us all over the web. Links for everything are in the channel description. And make sure to check out the polls on Spotify. We'd love to hear from you guys. And join us next time. We're going to be talking about Moon Knight Episode 4. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you 3,000, and we hope you're all staying safe out there.